Phil Buzz Ruffield joins us. Buzz, good morning. Yeah, good morning, boys. Um, Bulldog, I hear you talking about the trials. You've been around long enough to know they mean nothing, mate, the scores and trials. Yeah, I'm with you, um, Buzz. It's just about getting the players out. Yeah. I, I know in the NFL they, they try to play as few as they can, just fit mm. through a, 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 yeah. you know, a correct fear of injury. I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. Manly last year won both their trials. Looked really impressive. Didn't make the eight. More damning, and I've just had a look at some trial results from last year. The Raiders were flogged by the West Tigers and then flogged by Canterbury. Okay, the Raiders make the eight, Canterbury finished 15th, and the West Tigers another wooden spoon. Mm. So, <clears throat> look, as you said, it's exciting, particularly those Canterbury boys the other night. And, you know, Gus has some nice young, t- but it, they mean nothing. They, they're not going to really indicate how your footy team's going to go this year. Buzz, I wonder whether in the future that, uh, yes, they have to field competitive sides because Fox Sports are covering it and you have to keep the credibility of the pre-season challenge intact. But I wonder, as we move forward, whether more and more big stars will just sit out the two games for, uh, as I said, a fear of injury or long-term injury that could potentially derail your season before it even starts. Yeah, I know. Look, I, I, I think so, Bulldog. Um, I know Manly have been very light before they with their superstars before they um, go to Las Vegas. So... It'll be interesting, um, you know, in the future, how that works out. Hey, guys, I do have one to add to your quirky list. Mm-hmm. I've been listening all morning. There's been some good ones. I heard Underarm. What else did you have? Um, Sandpaper Gate, Dennis Lilly, John Hopperwati. What about <laughs> Hopper and the medical examination? Um, doggy, you'd remember back in the 80s, the Dogs of War. Remember their fiberglass shoulder pads from ice hockey? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Fair dinkum. Okay. There was a... Yeah, Ray... It was a brouhaha, they had didn't it, Buzz? They banned them. They had the world's toughest pack, Ray. They, Steve they Folks Stephen and Robbo. Folks, David yeah. Gillespie, Peter Tunk. Paul Langmack was tough as... Peter Kelly. Oh, Peter Kelly was there, Brian yeah. Batiste. Mm. Kel. Mm. So, but I think the Wok was coaching them, mm. great Warren Ryan, and he introduced fiberglass, ice hockey, shoulder pads. <laughs> so these blokes who could belt opponents with normal shoulder pads were just breaking oppositions in half, you oh. know. And dear, dear. Fun old story, Bulldog. Yeah, it certainly was. There's been plenty of quirky stories around over many, many years. What's the buzz this morning, Phil? You've got plenty of stuff in there. Uh, before we go to that, though, I just want to ask you quickly about this Canterbury AGM, which is being held will starting in about 13 minutes at Canterbury Leeds Club. Tell us what yeah. you know, Buzz. Oh, well, it's um, Canterbury have done a hatchet job on their very popular chairman, John Corey. That's basically what happened. Um, I think Phil Gould and the chairman-elect, uh, Adam, what's his surname? Truissi. Adam Truissi were... Um, were getting a vibe that John Corey was getting a little bit restless about um, the results and the rebuild over the last three years since Gus has been there hadn't, you know, been at, at the pace they would have liked. Uh, so they all got together, the directors, and went and met John Corey and said, you don't have the numbers to continue. And 
Look, I think it's a shame because uh, lovely fella, uh, gentleman of the game. Um, the, what worries me about the Bulldogs uh, guys is that they've had four chairmen in the last seven years and from Ray Dibb to Lynn Anderson to mm. John Curry and, and now another chairman. And you look at around the other stable clubs, you look at the Sydney Roosters board, you, you look at Lamont. When was the last time Manly had a change at board level? Um, mm. uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, how strong is their board? You know, and they're, they're representing Russell Crowe, James Packer and Mike Cannon-Brooks. What's the old saying, so, Buzz, about the front office? Yeah, well, winning starts on mm. Monday and winning starts in the front office. Mm. That was uh, Jack Gibson's old expression. Yeah. You know? Exactly, yeah. Um, stability, uh, you know, and politics in rugby league is so, so important. You look at Penrith, yeah, they brought down their chairman um, a couple of years ago, but that's the one change I can recall on that board since they've been so successful, so powerful. You, you Dave O'Neill. Yeah, that's right. About. You speak of Penrith, and you also mentioned Jack Gibson. You have got an item in your What's a Buzz column today about Ivan Cleary becoming a super coach, all from a man who in 2015 was right. sacked as Penrith coach and had, as you described it, a lowly paid job as a referees consultant in the NRL. It's remarkable what the last nine years, how he's turned it yeah. all around and three consecutive premierships. Yeah, amazing. Um, our colleagues, uh, Brent Reid, Michael Karianis and David Riccio re recently did a coaches poll and assistant coaches as well. They put a series of questions to about 36 coaches and Ivan Cleary came back on top now as the number one coach in the game. And it's very hard to argue. What I worked out, I checked with our mate David Middleton, no coach no non-playing coach has ever won four straight titles. Now, Ken Carney, during St George's 11-year run, he won five in a row between 57 and 1961. What I've pointed out is, in those days, Saints had four immortals, Raper, Gasney, Proven and Langlands. And um, they kept that side together. Look at the calibre of player that Ivan Cleary's lost. He's playing in the era of a salary cap. Abby Corrissau, Billy Kickow, Matt Burton, Kurt Capel, Stephen Crichton, Spencer Lanoue, but he just keeps on winning. And even when Jack Gibson, dog, and you'd remember this, and Ray, um, that 81 to 83 three-peat, mm -hmm. Sterling, Kenny, Cronin, Ella, Growth, Price, no salary cap. It's, they didn't lose players. They weren't stolen by other clubs. So Cleary is doing something extra, extra special at that club. And look, the, he couldn't win the World Club Challenge last year. It was against St Helens, correct? Yep, that's right. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes uh, in England this time. But I know he'd love and the club would love to add that trophy to a bulging uh, trophy cabinet at Penrith. Have you got the bag out to pack for Vegas, Phil? I have, Bulldog, yeah, I have. Don't forget um, your undies, undies and your socks and all the necessities, toothbrush, toothpaste. Yeah, I, I, I actually started, I had to get some winter clothes out last night, Bulldog, a um, couple of nice jackets. Um, I'll be doing NRL 360 over there, and I'm told they've set up a studio, uh, an open studio, um, on the street front outside the... Um, 
resort where all the players are staying. There'll be about 80 footballers there, and so the and the Matty John show will be there. Andrew Voss will do the fan. So it's going to be cold, particularly at night when the shows are being done. I think it's peak temperature about 14 degrees. Have you packed your woolies? Oh. No, I've I've got nothing done yet. I would have thought it would have been quite warm, to be truthful. I wouldn't have thought... No, no, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. It'd get a bit chilly out there yeah. in the desert. Speaking of it Vegas... It worries me, Bulldog, if you're going to go shopping in Vegas <laughs> to get the right gear, because I've seen the outfits from your last um, trip to the <laughs> Mate. I bought a shirt in Los Angeles... Which that was the one Ray didn't even like. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He just said he wouldn't wear it. That doesn't well, mean he doesn't like it. You don't no, like it doesn't. It. <laughs> it is. It's not. Ray's just a conservative dresser. <laughs> what about the red shorts you wore on the Gold Coast? Please. Oh, well, what are you? You become <laughs> some sort of fashion guru. Mate, I'm exclusively dressed by Country Road. There you go. Okay. I spend yeah, up. Yeah, the, the Vietnamese uh, version of it, is it? I got scared off when Sterlow tried to fight me there in a Country Road. Uh, I wish he decked ago, you. But, <laughs> Come on. Hey, Come listen, on. Buzz Vegas, in your column today. What's the buzz? Highly read every Sunday. You talk about Hugh Jackman. He mm. will be in Vegas for the NRL doubleheader. Why and how? Oh, well, he is a superstar in the US, correct? Um, very, very successful um, in Hollywood and Shaw and Partners, Manly's sponsors, um, Alan Zeon and Earl Evans um, contacted him last week and invited him to the game. This is a, you know, the more celebrities and special people we get at that event, the better, um, particularly with their social media reach. Um, Anthony Seabold's very excited about it. I caught up with Seabold last week and he's going to invite him to one of the team dinners and so he can speak to the players about what the club means to him. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's really good news for the game. There, there are going to be that many stars there and it's... Um, any exposure through these great people that Rugby League can get, especially into the American market, is uh, really, really valuable for the game. Absolutely. Uh, hey, Buzz, there is a piece in your column today, and it, it took me back to my childhood. Um, the sad passing of Colin McClellan, McClellan, and people may not yeah. know who he is, he was essentially the person who promoted and launched the old Amco Cup way back in 1974. Western Division won, didn't they? I think they beat Penrith, didn't TV they? Yeah. Ted Ellery, wasn't TV it? Ted yeah, Ellery. TV and, Ted Ellery. And, and, and we used to fight with our parents to stay up so we could watch the game on a Wednesday night. And it, yeah. it, it was it was pioneering stuff, wasn't it, for the coverage of and, sport? And, and that Commonwealth Bank Cup that yes. went alongside yep. it. Johnny Brennan. Um, yep. Yeah, and, you know, we, we saw all those great players who ended up becoming household names um, mm. through that. Um Colin, as I've written, was a, a real visionary and um, he went to the NRL with this idea and he did it at a time when a lot of the Sydney NRL clubs or ARL, New South Wales Rugby League clubs, were financially struggling. We saw what happened to Newtown and Western Suburbs and teams like that and the prize money that he was offering insured player, uh, clubs uh, fielded strong teams mm. midweek. He made it more attractive for Channel 10 uh, by making it four-quarter football with opportunities to show advertisements. It also was a huge thing for Ray Warren, who yeah, yeah. was the caller back then, and I can remember so many away trips uh, to the Bush, to Townsville, Tamworth. I went to Riverina with Colin McLennan and saw... 
uh, Mike Stevenson his last game against Ray Brown, who was playing for the River Arena and had a big game. So, yeah, I, I hope there are some uh, good old school NRL people at Cole's funeral to give him the send-off he, he richly deserves. Of course, his son, Hamish McLennan, was uh, recently uh, lost his position with the Australian Rugby Union as the old chairman, but uh, yeah, great man, Cole McLennan. Mm. Buzz, uh, the push and shove between Adam Reynolds and Patrick Carrigan, uh, my opinion has been that it was silly, it was dumb, but I don't think they deserved to miss out on Las Vegas. I think that punishment would have been far too excessive. They've been given a breach notice. Yeah. It looks like they'll be fined 10000 5000 of that will be suspended. Did the NRL get it right? Was it enough to take them away from Vegas, or was it just... Two eggheads who had one or two <laughs> too many beers. Yeah, look, I, look, it's a really interesting you've raised it because I've done another story in the column today about double standards and how Curtis Scott and Michael Jennings and have been treated differently with you know with different offences. Um, so we rip in there, but then you look at the better things the NRL do, and it would have been outrageously stupid to even suggest that Reynolds or Carrigan would not go to Las Vegas. I've described them as buffheads um, in the column today, their behaviour. Look, the bottom line is, and you put the mock on a bulldog, didn't you call them all <laughs> safe a couple of weeks ago? It had to happen. It had been as yeah. trouble, it was, what, it was it trouble-free was. summer or something, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a week later, we got <laughs> these bullheads. But it was hardly them. crime of the century, Buzz, no, to be fair. Look, you know? that's exactly what I've said. Mm. However, when you finish up on the front page of the Korean Mail, which they've run in the column, look out, lost, you know, all this stuff, and it brings, and it was leading all the news bulletins on TV in Brisbane, it brings bad publicity to the game when we should be talking about Vegas. So I think the fines, they've got them 100% right. They weren't over the top. They were just right, and well done, Andrew Abdo. Well, I look forward to... Uh Vegas, Buzz, and catching up with you over there. Yeah, when are you leaving, dog? Uh, I go on Thursday to LA for a, a week with the Roosters, and then I'll head to Vegas on the Thursday. It is now, hard to believe, what? isn't it, Buzz? I said earlier oh, yeah. in the show mm. to Ray, you look back at Rugby League 20, 30 years ago, and we were playing at Henson Park, North mm. Sydney Oval, and don't get me wrong, wonderful days for our game. That's the day, or well, the era we I lo- grew lo- up lo- in. Love suburban park. But you sort of look yeah. now and think, gee, we're now at Allegiant Stadium mm. playing in the heart of Las Vegas. It's, it's a bit surreal. Well, Apart from the fact we're going to have a good week over there and watch an historic moment, I love the fact that Peter Volandis will take risks and try new ventures. Okay, Now, I've been saying for weeks now to all the narcs who are bagging it, every, everyone was bagging Origin in 1980 and said it wouldn't work. Mm. People smashed Origin. Look at it now. You know, Bulldog, Ray, if we didn't make changes, we'd still have a 12-team Sydney competition. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We, we would. Look, look, look at the Everest buzz. Everyone said the Everest the wouldn't Everest. work. Now everyone's copying wow. it. You know, everyone's but copying Ray, it. Ray, the Everest, mm. sweet Caroline. Yeah. And you know what? We won't get a benefit this year, even though it's on the main American channel and we're going to have tens and tens of millions of viewers on Fox 1. But long term, we have to give this a go. And I love the way these four clubs have been handpicked. 
and are getting right behind it, particularly with promotional activity. It's going to be fantastic. Can't wait. Hey, Buzz, look after Dino when you're over there. Just make sure he doesn't you know open the front pages for the wrong, wrong the reasons. Reverse. You, know? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do, uh, Ray? I'm going to take him shopping. I'm going to take him to get him I'll tell you one problem. thing. If I go shopping with somebody for fashion, it won't be with you. <laughs> oh, please. Please. Hey, good on you, Buzz. You'll, you'll be able to talk to us next Sunday, won't you, Buzz? From yeah, I'm not leaving until the Tuesday, mate. Okay, so then. All right, I'll be then. here. Terrific. Hey, Buzz, thanks so much. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk next Sunday. Thanks, Roman. Thanks, See you, guys. See you, buddy.